the great GameStop short squeeze of 2021. Information provided by Wall Street Penning Zoo is for educational purposes only and not intended to be financial advice. Please consult with a licensed financial advisor before making any financial decisions. It was a rough week for the S&P 500, down almost 3.5%. But a few stocks had their best week ever, including GameStop, AMC, and wait for it, the Blockbuster Liquidating Company. <laughs> this week we have a special episode for you on the great GameStop short squeeze of 2021. Hello and welcome back to the Wall Street Petting Zoo. This is our This Week at the Zoo segment, in which we review the week's market news and look ahead to the coming week. I'm your co-host, Christopher Smith. And I'm your more fashionable co-host, Robert Coburn. First, let's hit some news highlights. As Chris mentioned, the S&P 500 sold off this week with almost a 3.5% drop. The sell-off came amid weak economic data for the months of December and January due to economic shutdowns related to COVID-19. A survey of investors this week showed that market sentiment was net negative for the first time since October. Consumer confidence was down, wages were down, and insider selling was up. On the other hand, we're also seeing signs that the economy has started to turn a corner for the better. COVID-19 hospitalizations are plummeting thanks to vaccinations, and we're seeing the very first signs of the latest rounds of economic stimulus starting to show up in the economic data. So the sell-off in the S&P 500 was probably overdue, but it probably also won't go much farther. My guess is that the S&P 500 may drop to 3,600 and then reverse upward from there. That's the economic news, but of course the news you really want to hear about is GameStop. In August, GameStop shares were trading under $5. At the beginning of January, they had quadrupled in price to nearly $20, and today they are $325 per share as of the close on Friday. That is more than a 1,600% gain just this month. At one point this week, it was the largest company by market cap in the entire Russell 2000 stock index. What is happening? I think that would be pretty obvious, Chris. I mean, GameStop has obviously invented cold fusion technology, and the market expects it to be hugely profitable next year. Maybe not, Robert. Uh, GameStop is not a profitable company. In fact, it has lost huge amounts of money for the last two and a half years, and its revenue has been down for eight straight quarters. It has had no technological breakthroughs, although it has been making a pivot to online video game sales and has a deal with Microsoft to get kickbacks on some of their online sales as well, so in theory that could help. Hmm, maybe people just thought GameStop stock was really cheap? I mean, it was a little cheap. There is a ratio called the price to book value, and by that measure, GameStop was priced at maybe half of fair value back in August, but now it's trading at over 65 times that price. So I think it's safe to say that that isn't the whole explanation. Okay, so the real answer is that a popular uprising on a social media site called Reddit triggered what's called a short squeeze. To understand what a short squeeze is, we have to dig into the guts of the stock market a bit. 
because the spike in GameStop stock has almost nothing to do with GameStop and almost everything to do with market mechanics. The story begins on a social media site called Reddit, on a subreddit called Wall Street Bets. Wall Street Bets has some smart people on it, although a lot of the posts there are just rocket emojis and people urging each other to hodl, H-O-D-L, a playful misspelling of hold. The folks on this forum are all nerds like Robert and I, so a video game stock is totally their jam. Plus, members of the forum noticed that GameStop had attracted some high-profile, multi-million dollar investments from Ryan Cohen, the former CEO of the successful uh, e-commerce company Chewy, and from Michael Burry, one of the genius hedge fund managers portrayed by Christian Bale in the movie The Big Short. What motivated Cohen and Burry to buy an unprofitable company like GameStop? Well, a couple members of Wall Street Bets figured it out and posted about it on the forum. About 140% of GameStop's total shares were sold short. If members of the forum could start pushing up the price, it could cause a massive short squeeze and send GameStop's price to the moon. And now I think we need to define what short selling is, Chris. Go for it, Robert. This is all you. All right. So, okay. Imagine that you have 10 shares of GameStop that you don't plan on selling anytime soon. Okay, I have 10 shares of GameStop. Now, I want to borrow your shares, Chris, but I promise to give them back later. Uh, okay, why would I let you borrow my shares? Uh, because I'm going to pay you a fee. Oh, okay, well, in that case, borrow away. Great. Now that I've borrowed your shares, I'm going to immediately sell them at the current market price. You dirty rat! Oh, no, no, it's fine. I'm... I'm eventually going to buy them back so I can return them to you. Oh, okay. Proceed then. Okay. So imagine that I sell your 10 shares for $10 per share. So I get $100 from that sale. A month later, the stock price has dropped to $4 per share, and I buy those shares back for a total of $40. The difference between my selling price and my buying price is $60. That's my profit. I now get to return your shares to you and keep the $60, minus the small borrowing fee I owe you. Of course. So, okay, but what happens if the stock price goes up? Uh, that's where things can get ugly. Say I borrow your shares and sell them for a total of $100, then the share price doubles and I buy them back for $200. Now, I just lost $100. In fact, because there's no limit to how high a stock price can go, there's also no limit to how much I could lose on this trade. Wow, so the absolute most you could make on that trade is $100, but the most you could lose is infinite? The risk-reward ratio on that doesn't sound very good. Couldn't I use like a stop-loss order to limit my losses if the price goes up? In theory, yes. Let's say GameStop is $10 per share when you short it, and you set a stop-loss order at $11 per share. If the price goes up to 11, then your order will trigger and you'll buy shares to cover your short. Great. Uh, unfortunately, it doesn't always work. Uh, why not? Sometimes the price goes up so fast that it completely skips your stop loss price. So maybe the order triggers at 12 rather than 11. If you use the stop limit order to make sure you get the $11 price, your order may not even trigger at all. 
Or maybe you're a big institution and if you shorted a million shares. If you try to buy that many shares on one order, you'll send the stock price skyrocketing. In fact, there might not even be enough sellers in the entire market to fill your order. Okay, so let's say the stock price goes up really fast, my stop limit order at $11 doesn't trigger at all, and suddenly I'm in the hole $1,000 on a $100 trade. What happens if I don't have enough money in my brokerage account to cover those losses? And here's where things get really ugly. Now, if you run out of money, your broker will force you to cover your short by buying shares. That's called a margin call. And the odds are that everyone else who shorted the stock is being forced by their broker to do the same thing at the same time. So there's suddenly a lot of forced buying happening all, all at once. As all of the shorts unwind, they're losing short trades. Is this the part where the shorts get squeezed? You got it, Chris. The amount of short selling on a stock can be measured as a percentage of the total shares that have been borrowed by short sellers. This is called short interest. Most stocks have short interest below 10% of shares, which is fine. But if short interest gets a lot higher than 10%, then any significant increase in stock price could cause a domino effect as a short skip margin called and the brokers force them to buy shares. Every short who covers by buying shares will drive the price up making it more likely that other shorts will get margin called and have to cover too. And what was the short interest on GameStop? Uh, at one point, about 160%. 160% of the total shares were sold short? You have to borrow shares in order to short a stock, so how could short interest be higher than the total number of shares available for borrowing? Because the same shares can be borrowed more than once. Say you borrow some shares and initiate a short trade by selling those shares on the open market. I buy those shares from you, so now I own those shares free and clear. And I decide to lend them out, again, to another short seller. So now there are two short trade opens on the same set of shares at the same time. Wow. Okay, so Ryan Cohen, Michael Burry, and the Wall Street Bets crowd realize that this thing is a ticking time bomb waiting to blow up and they start piling on in order to drive up the price of GameStop. From August to January, the price creeps upward, and in early January, it gains momentum as the dominoes start to fall, and then along comes a guy named Andrew Left. This is the next development in the story. He has his own short-selling firm called Citron Research, and in mid-January, he releases a video in which he says, look, GameStop has gone up a lot for no reason. It's an unprofitable company. It's not going to turn itself around. So I'm opening a short trade on GameStop. And the folks at Wall Street Bets get absolutely triggered by this video. Yeah, I think you've got to understand that a lot of people hate short sellers. They see them as unpatriotic, as betting against the American economy. A lot of people also take it kind of personally when you take the opposite side of a trade from them. And while Andrew Left may have been right about GameStop losing money, he was definitely wrong in the sense that he didn't understand why GameStop's price had gone up. For the people at Wall Street Bets, it was like Left had thrown down the gauntlet. His video triggered a frenzy of posts in which the Wall Street Bets traders urged each other to pile into GameStop in order to squeeze the shorts and crush the shorts. They knew they were right and Andrew Left was wrong, and they wanted to teach this know-it-all short seller an expensive lesson. At this point, the GameStop trade stopped being about making money in the market and instead became a kind of class warfare 
it was Wall Street bets versus the suits, and Wall Street bets planned to break the market. It's worth pointing out here that it's technically illegal to deliberately engineer a short squeeze, although it's not illegal to profit from a short squeeze that's already happening. That rule against engineering a short squeeze isn't usually enforced, although this situation may turn out to be an exception. If anyone on Wall Street Bets said, let's all pile into this trade and uh, deliberately trigger a short squeeze, they could be legally liable for that. And apparently there was some other illegal stuff that went down as well. Andrew Left and other short sellers apparently received threats and were also targeted by cyber attacks that attempted to gain access to their online accounts. But it's also worth pointing out that the common people versus the suits narrative is oversimplified. Apparently, a lot of the posts on Wall Street Bets subreddit are actually bots, presumably the bots controlled by big institutions that want to convince ordinary retail investors to buy or sell one thing or another. Professional investors seem to have piled into the GameStop trade once it became clear that a short squeeze was happening because there were some huge purchases of option calls, and the suits have been some of the biggest beneficiaries of all of this. Hedge funds have sold millions of shares of GameStop and reaping big profits from all of this. But there were also some high-profile hedge fund losers. One hedge fund called Melvin Capital lost about two-thirds of its total $12.5 billion market cap. And maybe the biggest loser from all of this was the popular stock trading app Robinhood. Robinhood has been seen as an app by the people and for the people, but it blew that reputation up on Thursday when it banned trading of GameStop and several other stocks that got sympathy short squeezes from all of this, like BlackBerry, AMC, and the Blockbuster Liquidation Company. Yes, that's right, Blockbuster Video is up over 800% in the last week or so. Apparently, so many people were buying these stocks on margin, meaning with borrowed money, that Robinhood and other brokers who were offering all of this leverage, all of this borrowed money, went over their regulatory leverage limits and also had website problems due to the high website traffic. Robinhood dealt with this crisis by banning these stocks without explanation, and even forcing some users who had bought the stocks on margin to sell their shares of these stocks. To a lot of people, it seemed like Robinhood was taking the side of the suits, like maybe one of its institutional clients had convinced it to screw the retail investors in order to help the billionaires. In fact, the Federal Securities and Exchange Commission announced on Friday that it will investigate Robinhood to see if it acted improperly or illegally in doing this. Funny how a company named after a fictional character who robs from the rich and gives to the poor is preventing the poor from getting rich. Yeah, I think you have to understand when you use a free product like Robinhood that you are the product. They don't work for you, you work for them. Just like Facebook and Google. So what do you think, Robert? Will the run in GameStop continue next week? I definitely could. Short interest in GameStop is still apparently 113% of total shares. But two things are working against the short squeeze now. The first is that there's so much trading volume on GameStop right now that the shorts could unwind their positions pretty quickly if they wanted to. A short squeeze really requires that a stock have low liquidity so that it's hard for the shorts to get out of their trades. As long as interest in the stock stays this high, I don't think the shorts will have any trouble getting out. The other factor 
is that the shorts are buckling down to wait this out. Billionaire investors are throwing billions at these short positions in order to prevent them from getting margin called. So now it's a game of chicken to see who will be the first to blink, Wall Street bets or the billionaire shorts. In the end, it may come down to who has more money to throw at this thing. We should sell t-shirts, Robert. I survived the great GameStop short squeeze of 2021. Uh, that might be a bit premature, Chris. It may not be over yet. Well, folks, that's our episode for the week. You can find the Wall Street Petting Zoo podcast on Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and YouTube. Please give us a like, share, or comment on social media and a thumbs up or five-star review on your favorite podcasting platform. We don't do any advertising for the show, so word of mouth is the only way we get the word out, and we really appreciate your support. If you'd like to support the podcast financially and you're abandoning Robin Hood because it banned your favorite short squeeze stock this week, you could click our referral link to Weeble underneath our YouTube video. If you open a brokerage account with Weeble and deposit $100, you will get a couple of free stocks, and we also will get a couple of free stocks, and that helps support the podcast. Thanks so much for listening, and assuming we managed to survive the great GameStop short squeeze of 2021, we'll see you back at the zoo next week. See ya.